0: It's funny, we've been doing this for so long, You think that we're like masters at this, but we are not. We're still quite novice. Not at all. <laughs> oh man, athletes, uh, thank you all for being here today.
1: Sorry, so we are good. it's taken us a minute to get going, we had some technical problems.
0: Yeah, to say the least. That is one honey of a light you got there.
1: You want me to
0: turn it down? No, it's it's very good.
1: And why are
0: you complaining? I'm just saying, what a what an amazing light. Athletes, welcome to one on one with Coach Blue. It's good to have everyone here. Um, yeah, sorry about the delay. We uh, we didn't know you needed to re uh, schedule and make reoccurring webinars. I don't know. Kind yeah. of a nutty thing. Uh, Marissa, how are we doing on our Italian virtual 5k? We do get lots of lots yes. of folks signing up, don't we?
1: Yes, we do. There's still people signing up. You can sign up all the way till the end of September. Get your packet out run your race. You can also log on once you're completed doing your 5k to your race entry. I think it would be in your confirmation email and you can follow and go to a link and put in your results. So by the end, when all the results are in, you can see what place you took. Ah, that's cool. So it's not just running alone. And I looked the other day and I've only seen one person that put their time in.
0: Well, congratulations to that one person. But I know there's
1: more people that have run it. You don't need to if you don't want to. But if you want to get on, type in your stuff put in your age group it will show you your place in the age group along with everyone else that's ran so that's kind of a cool little bonus Hmm. you can do on that so please get on and do it we have people still registering people we're getting packets out um as we go and we're excited to hear about all the people you guys are running for that's
0: awesome we've got i've been kind of amazed at how many people we've had over the uh all over the world i mean that's what's that's what blows my mind. We have you know folks from from England and and uh, Japan and Canada and um, hopefully Brazil. Jerem, right? Yeah.
1: Where are you, Jerem? So
0: we've got some we've got some international runners going on here. And I wish it was for a better reason. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think it's a good reason to run proxy. But I also think that uh, I would love to have a situation by which uh, we didn't have to run for this. We could run for something else. But super emotional. Um, I've been watching Cher up there in Davis County, like really putting in the work. Um, she's running, it seems like for, uh, almost one a day right now. It yeah, seems I think like, so. um, oh man, it's intense. Um, and, and we've heard some amazing stories so far. And I think that that's even kind of a, a cool, uh, I don't know, just connection that we get to make with, with some of our athletes and some of our runners and whatnot, but, nonetheless, thank you all for, for jumping in and becoming part of the virtual run. Um, it's, uh, it's been interesting. I'll tell you. All right. Do you need me to make you co-host or are you already there?
1: No, I'm coming.
0: Okay. Um, and and yeah, I'm more sober. So like, uh, just lots of stuff happening. I've, I've seen a few of the posts that you've been, you've been putting on there. Um, if you guys haven't had a chance, jump on and see part of our, um, addict to athlete, uh, 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 po- uh, posts that we do on like social media. You've been posting a lot of cool ones. I think that's been kind of uh, uh, leaning more towards this information, education. Yes. Uh, I really like the ones you've been posting about um, about uh, uh, nicotine and things that, that uh, you know, cause all kinds of other damage. And that being said, and that being plugged, um, we're looking to expand some of the abilities that we have with our minor league um, we're going to be putting together some stuff for a grant that looks like we can kind of really extend our reach to the minor league. And I think that they need this a lot. Yes. Um, uh, ever since Joshua and, and us met all those, seems like millennia ago at Disneyland. And we were talking about what to do uh, for like the opiate orphans. And you know, I really do hate that name. Um, we started thinking, what more can we do? Uh, because there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of help that's going to be needed out there. And so with with Savannah's podcast, the minor league and some of the ideas we have, um, I'd love to know what uh, what you as parents might feel like your your adolescent teen needs. We yes, um, you know, we look at being able to do some uh, some activities, some recreational activities, uh, some education and maybe just some Q&A coming up uh, in the next couple of months um, to really kind of give back. And I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of things we can do in prevention. But I kind of want to take it one step further and take prevention into action. And I think we can prevent quite a bit um, by bringing awareness, like we talk about a lot. But I also think it's important that we we give these kids uh, some ability to take action so that they can, you know, kind of change and have the platform to change from within. Um, So, yeah, we got Red Ribbon Week coming up. The Addict Athlete helps out a lot. So if uh, if you want. If the athlete to come speak at your school please let us know what you need to know early because we usually get booked pretty quick um but yeah i think that's a that's kind of a big thing too so we we're looking to, to kind of expand upon that and, and bring more resources resources so.
1: absolutely please let us know how we can help part of helping your teen and helping kids not fall into some of the struggles is through communication and some of these things preventative measures and you know, spending time as a family, having dinners together at the table um, seems simple, but also seems dumb. Mm-hmm. But there is tons and tons of research on why it is beneficial yeah. and helps kids and families.
0: So I got a question um, that was posed uh, from a newcomer and they want to know a little bit about what our erase and replace philosophy means. Says, uh, Coach Blow, I've heard you say this multiple times, um, uh, you know, from turning your mess into a message, but also erase and replace. What is what does that exactly mean? Um, Kind of a kind of a tagline that we started a long time ago, um, specifically about if you're going to erase the addiction, you need to replace it with things of greater value, meaning more than just one. Um, And it's kind of interesting. I I know that lots of people have heard me kind of drone on about this. But uh, what you know, after I'll give you my opinions and my thoughts on it and why we like it so much. But I want yours too, Marissa, because yeah. I'm curious about what you think about erase and replace because really it fits into a lot of the rec therapy model um, that, that you uh, that you're very passionate about being a rec therapist. I get what that. are your thoughts on, on our on our on our philosophy of erasing and replacing?
1: Okay, so erase and replace is mainly the point that if you take away the addiction you leave a hole, there's a void and something will fill it no matter what we do, whether you make it, um, uh, you mentally think about what it is and you plan and you do it or it just something else seeps in there. So we try to just make it more cognitive, more bring awareness to it that if we take away that addiction, what do we do to replace it with? But it engulfs and generalizes into many other places and areas in life when you have that experience, whether it's nothing to do with drugs or alcohol or use, you just have had maybe a traumatic experience somewhere that maybe you go to that same place and you do create a new memory, create a new experience that's happier, that's, you know, that you have power to create and control.
0: Hmm. I like that. I like that. Yeah, and it's about making sure that when you erase the void of addiction, that you don't just leave the hole there, meaning that you're able to now expand upon this new freedom. And freedom and recovery scares you, but you replace it with multiple things. So service, recreation, family, uh, work, uh, you know, sports, all these things so that you become more than one. And so I, I really think that it's important that we, we look at, the whole big picture. Yes.
1: Um, lots of things in its place.
0: Absolutely. So you got some technical difficulties again? Over so there? I'm
1: getting feedback that they're putting in the new ID and it's still not working.
0: Interesting. I wonder why. Do we do, we do it right? I don't. Check my and make sure it's, it's correct.
1: I'm looking. I don't. Yeah. Eight three two eight seven two three five eight two six.
0: The other question that was raised, and and while you're hopefully working on that, I'll I'll look at this, um, is how do we hold boundaries with loved ones when multiple members are struggling with addiction? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a husband and a daughter who both suffer from addiction. One is alcohol, the other is opiates. Um, I'm curious, do I stick around? to continue to feel like I'm an enabler? Do I draw a line? How do I set boundaries with multiple members in one family that seems to be uh, that seems to be consumed by addiction? Oh, wow. That's, hard. That's a big one. Because I look at it as, and we talk about this from time to time, about developing and, and establishing your home team. And you've got to, in order to do that, you have to understand what home court advantage looks like. So in any home, in any realm, you have a situation where um, you've got players, you've got fans, you've got, you know, the, the general staff, you've got everybody that kind of makes the sports team function and your home team, that home court advantage needs to be protected at all costs. And so if you have two players in your team, on your team that seem to be struggling and, and not producing uh, like, like winning plays, meaning like sobriety or mm-hmm. relationships or you know fulfilling stewardship such as work or school or obligations like that um, and you tend to be either the referee or the coach um, it can get real hard and so first things first where do you fit in uh, on this team where do you fit in on this in this home court advantage situation you I mean it's kind of weird but I want you to start looking at it as like all right you have your main players let's, let's use basketball as kind of a metaphor you have five players out on the court you have a coach you've got a bench You've got referees. You've got uh, like like the general the, the general mission staff. You've got everybody that makes this thing work. Where do you fit in first and foremost? Are you are you the coach? Come on, guys, rally around. We can do this. Are you the referee whistling out of bounds? Are you a spectator cheering on the team from the sidelines? Are you selling popcorn way up in the nosebleed <laughs> sections first and foremost i feel like you have to identify where you fit on this home court and maybe it is that you move yourself into like that general that, that that gm position where you're like all right either this stuff changes or else you guys might get you know might get called to the bench and if you have to ride the bench and we have to put other players in um you know be ready to ride the pine and if you guys don't want to do that. Well, maybe we got to knock you down to the minor leagues. Maybe we take you out of the pro level and we push you down in to get some help and, and some, some personal training. Mm-hmm. And so really, first and foremost, is, is identifying where you fit. Um, I would say at this point, uh, the coach is probably worn out. It's welcome. I think that you've probably tried to coach and counsel from the sidelines and call plays, and they're not listening to you. Uh, I think the referee is probably uh, a situation you're probably very familiar with where you're calling all the out of bounds. You're calling the fouls. You're calling the, the you know, the offsides. You're doing all the things that a referee does, but they still don't care. And so maybe it's time to start setting those boundaries and saying, look, now, now you're going to upper level staff. Now you're going to like the owners of the team. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, either you do this or this is going to change. Um, meaning like, maybe you get kicked off the team for a while maybe you have to leave for a while you know maybe you have to go and 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 be a free agent and you know what pursue you know your goals elsewhere um and and then you know sit down and and have like a a team meeting you know everyone everyone take a knee and and huddle around and and see what the rest of the family wants um what what do you think in situations like that about you know multiple multiple people using in one household
1: Yeah, you've got to set boundaries and limits. But, uh, you know, if you're saying a spouse and a child, I believe there should be separate boundaries and separate limits for those different positions. You know, you may hold an adult spouse at a higher level, needing more boundaries, Mm -hmm. more safety, and then having a lot more give and take with a child, depending on their age, depending on the situation and maybe how many times they've been given timeouts. (laughs) You know what I mean? If you have an adult that keeps repeating a cycle of relapse and relapse and relapse, there may be some stronger boundary that like this person needs to be out what for a while. So I can focus on helping this child because it's not really as easy as a parent to just send mostly if it's a teenager or young adult, like, Hey, you're packing, but yeah, I would hold personally an adult more responsible more accountable at a higher level you yeah, know
0: i would too and you know i think that uh, if if those situations um don't change i think that's when you pull out the big guns and that's where you start really laying down some law i think because i don't know if there's other kids in this house but like that you gotta look at the other, the other yeah players too. the
1: safety of the whole team you know mm-hmm. the safety of everyone in the home and yourself you know i if the person's asking, I think I might be enabling. If you're thinking you may be enabling too much, you're probably enabling you're probably too much. Enabling too I think much. that's kind of the answer. If you ever are thinking, am I al- an alcoholic? You're probably an alcoholic. If you're mm-hmm. thinking, I think I'm depressed. may I might be depressed. You're probably depressed. So we answer our own questions, but then we try to sit in denial a lot. So there may be some things some boundaries you really need to be setting
0: And maybe you need to call in a personal trainer and a professional to come in and Absolutely. help retrain the team right mm-hmm. um i'm noticing more and more that uh family systems are are what's going to help kind of end some of these situations meaning you may need to bring a professional in to your home court meaning like you know there there are, there are professionals i've done it before myself where i've gone to houses and and taken a look at the court and said man there's a lot of chaos here You know, and we got to start with maybe even scrubbing the floor, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, cleaning the house, getting things done, putting things in order, um, getting people in in check, you know, building communication, finding out the whys. finding out where, where the lack of communication was established. There's a lot of different aspects that go into building a team. It's not as easy as just calling the plays and making sure they follow the rules. There's a lot that goes into building these kind yeah. of things. So it's a good question. And uh, I'd be more than happy to help. Um, so if you want to just, you know, yeah. you know, again, instant message me, I'd be more than happy to, to set something up and help you guys establish that. Yeah. But. It's
1: like, like you said, it's hard. Every situation is different. I know sometimes it feels a little tricky and gamey when you're like, Call us and we can let you know you think that there's a catch. With there's us, no catch. there's really not a catch. No it's catch. just that every situation really has a different dynamic. And, you know, to know the whole story is the best way to be able to assess the issue and the problem and how to help.
0: When I can think of nothing more disappointing in a parent-child relationship than a, than a parent who uses alongside or with the kid. Oh, yeah. That breaks my heart to hear those stories by which a bonding moment was established over, you know, a substance or drug use. It it, did.
1: Well, because we've seen the other side of it as well, Mm -hmm. where the kids are coming, well, as now adults into treatment. And really how much that has caused serious problems with trust, with relationships, with even just um, maturing and growth. Yeah. Because those because, lines become very blurred. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, and then it's like, Hey, uh, you know, I've got to go, you know, go get something for my dad or for my, my stepmom, or my, my, my stepdad that blows my mind. Um, if you have kids and you have a drug addiction, please separate yourself. You cannot, you cannot raise a family in addiction like this. It's, it's, it's not healthy. It's dangerous. Okay. Um, we have another question or you want to go to our panelists now.
1: We can do either or. What do so you let's, let's get some calls. We got some people in now. All right. It took us a minute. So hold on. Just...
0: Change is a good thing, except for when it's a bad thing. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: Absolutely. All right, Donnell. Good questions so far, guys. Keep those questions coming. Appreciate uh, those who take some time. There's a few more that we can get into as well, if we'd like. Miss Donnell, how are you doing? Is your state still on fire?
2: Yes. And it's so smoky.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. We just dealt Every, with that a couple of days so ago. Like here. I
2: pop and like people move away from me like I have a plague or something.
0: Everyone thinks you got COVID, but really your mountains are on fire, huh?
2: But I said I tell them it's not COVID, it's smoker's hack.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, what can I do for you today, my lady?
2: So um I kind of wanted to touch base on on what you were just talking about. Um mm. so I have a cool little story I want to share. Please. Um. So I I know because I live in Elko, um, and not Utah. Um, there are many many uh, athletes on the team that I am acquainted with, but don't know necessarily personally. Whether it be on Facebook or we've messaged messengered back and forth, and um. So the other day, um, it was really strange. I was driving in my car and at two separate times in the day, I saw the same car. And on the back of it, there was a decal that said, got Hansen. Huh. And I thought, that's really weird, like Hansen. I mean, they're like 80s or something, right? Like, so, you know, I didn't- You know I know about Hansen the
0: boy band? Is that what
2: I don't the sticker know. was? It just oh, said, I hope it Hansen. was. That would be
0: awesome. That's that's the mbop song. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah that, that was like the it was, 90s. Like, yeah, it, loves said, them.
2: it literally just said got Hansen," So I was like, okay, that's why I, why it stood out to me because I noticed the sticker. Right. So the next day, I'm driving and I get off the freeway and the same car is exactly in front of me. And I'm like, okay, that's three times in a row now so that night i was watching tv with michael and three times uh four times it was a total of seven times uh, i saw the name hansen come up on the tv so as long as it's now, not chris like, hansen
0: you're, you're in good shoes yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, now i'm like okay so, you know <laughs> somebody's trying to tell me something uh-huh so i get on on my uh my messenger and i texted michelle Hansen, Michelle Ray Uh Hansen. And I said, I don't know if you believe in signs or not, but this is just really, you know, really but this bizarre thing happened. So I'm just reaching out. Are you okay? And she's like, I am absolutely amazing. Things are amazing with me. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not quite sure what's going on here, but something's gonna come up with this whole thing. You mark my words. And so I'm thinking to myself, something, you know, she's going to need me for something or, you know, something. So she, she comes back to me um, and she says, you know, I've been reading this book about uh, of the, this, 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 my favorite author and it's a self-help book and I'm not going to get into the whole dynamics of what the book is, but the book that she, she forwarded to me was exactly along the lines of what I've been kind of studying a lot lately um looking into a lot lately and and just kind of feeling like I've been coming up short a little bit on it yeah so I told her I said well that just might be it because you know this is I've been studying this a lot and it just you know it, I just haven't connected with anything but you know and so she said i've been trying to share this with somebody i just knew that i had to share it with somebody but i didn't know who to share it with and i you know didn't want to just you know start being pushy and stuff yeah so i i thought and i actually told her the thing is is that when those signs kind of come in front of me um i typically tend to look at it from the perspective of what can i do for this person how can i help this person what can i do for this situation Right and and what I didn't realize was that this was more about receiving. It was more about giving me a gift um, mm. instead of, you know, um, me being accepting of that of that gift and that service like instead that. of being being the server, right?
0: Yeah.
2: So as I'm uh, as I was I'm reading this stuff and the lady is absolutely amazing. Um, I forwarded it to Marissa so that she could see it, but. Mm-hmm. The one thing that she keeps saying um that keeps coming out um to me and and for this lady that you were addressing with the with the you know the multiple uh users in the home yeah she she just keeps saying the same phrase which has stuck in my head since for the past two and a half years since mountain peak, and that is it it doesn't serve anybody to play small yes mm-hmm. oh yeah and so yep. i wanted to kind of read the if i can it'll only take a minute but i'd like to read that my favorite quote um absolutely about that. It's, it's worth it's worth doing oh yeah okay so it says our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure it is our light not our darkness that most frightens us that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it's in every one of us. And as we let out our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same as we are liberated from our own fear. Our presence automatically liberates us. Powerful. Every time I hear huge. it. It's, I'm it surprised huge. you can do
0: that without crying. Cause I can't ever get through that, but it's true. It, it, it's true. You know, who are we not to be? And and that's where I think when we get stuck in this I'm an addict crap that we get focused and typecast into one paradigm. No, you're so much more than that. It's a part, it's not who. Yes. And I, I love it. I think you're absolutely right. Who are we? Who are we to play small? It doesn't serve anyone.
2: Anybody. You know? So Mm-mm. the one thing that, that this lady talks most about is that at what point, you know, it, it we we I think we all have in our head, she says um how powerful we really are um but but we let that fear um consume us mm-hmm. who we're going to be what we're going to do it 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 is what guides our decisions fear is always the the thing and so yeah i think for me um in in just you know, some of the struggles that I've had, you know, recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I, as soon as she said that, I started thinking to myself, I am so afraid of relapse that that's what I attract.
0: Yeah, good point, Donnell. And
2: if I, uh, if I, interesting. If that is completely what is in my mind. And that, I mean, the universe says, the law of attraction says, like attracts like. And if you believe that you are an addict, if you believe that you are going to relapse, that's what you're going to attract. And your universe is going to lead you in that direction.
0: Yes, you're absolutely and so, right.
2: And so just with, with this lady and and the whole playing small thing, you know, that, that's we play small because we're afraid. That's, to be that's seen. what it's all about. Yeah. It's just the same thing as a child going to school into a new school and who becomes shy and shrinks down to nothing because they're so afraid and overwhelmed by this huge population of kids, right? Yeah. yeah. Where, you know, which ones are the ones that are really truly liked? They're the ones that are out there, man. They're up there, their chest is out, they're they know that they're you know, they're not afraid.
0: Yeah. They know who they are. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, I think and sometimes so, too, we think that playing small is, is the meek and humble way to go, but it's not, that's not what, that's not what meek and humble is. You know, uh-uh. it's about not letting how big you are or how big you could become go to your head.
2: Right. You know. But the, the other thing that the one other, one other thing I want to, I want to mention um, is that, you know, she, she kind of comes at it um, with a, a service point of view you know it's not it's not necessarily about you know I'm I'm this powerful awesome amazing you know ego-filled uh, person but when you really stand in your light how powerful and how much can you help someone else and can you oh. serve somebody else yeah. and so I, I literally, like, as I was listening to it, I I had in my head, I literally heard um, the a quote from John F. Kennedy: "Ask not what you can do, what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country." And mm-hmm. so, when you are purpose-driven, and and you you don't play small, and you stand in your power, and you stand in your light, mm-hmm. who? That's what makes me unstoppable. I love it. Yeah. I love hearing the agent in
0: you again. Yeah, that's powerful stuff.
2: Literally, that's what makes me like, you know, where where I can walk up to somebody, look them in the eye, and I I can talk about addict to artist. And I swear sometimes they just are they just want to open their wallets, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen I've seen the James
0: Coach Johnson do that. And I'm like, I don't get how you do that, but it's 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 the passion you have inside and playing big and saying this is who we are i have nothing to hide let me share this with you yeah
2: mm-hmm. yeah
0: so rad yeah
2: so welcome just, back
0: holy cow yeah. i can hear the passion i
2: love it yeah. thank you That's so cool so, so, I um i just want to tell that that person that that you that asked that question um to stand tall and and um you know if, if that means that that they they you know she has to show some tough love or something like that. Uh, do it in, do it in her light, and and yep. stand firm, um, and don't shrink because they're overpowering you and overwhelming you. They're only overwhelming you because you don't want to stand in your power.
0: I love it, Anel. That's well great said. advice. Well That's great advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. Great. Got Hanson, huh?
2: Got Hansen. I, I love, love that you. But-
1: I just love that you see signs like I always every time you call or talk to me about these things, I think, what happened to me today? Like that I missed because yeah, I just I don't, know, they're don't everywhere. pay attention like you those do. Those signs are
0: everywhere. And yeah. when you live in a world of no ordinary moments, you can read them better. But sometimes we get so caught up in our own stuff. We we fail to recognize. Them. I'm a firm believer that we we pass those a thousand times yeah. a day.
2: Oh yeah. Well, but you know what? Our, I mean, our subconscious sees everything. So they're there. Mm-hmm. Your subconscious takes it in. It's just your, your conscious mind doesn't, doesn't see it. But I have to tell you, it's, it's pretty cool when, when it's undeniable like that, because yeah. it it's, it's, it's humbling and um empowering at the same time. Well, I love because it because you, you,
0: I love it that you said that you weren't calling to give service, you were calling just to follow through and you ended up being served. that That's
2: right. That was the answer. Know, that's,
0: that's huge. I mean, because yes. that's not what you wanted, but that's what you received. And, and I, I think sure. we don't do that as much as we should as human beings.
2: Well, and it's not something that I easily accept. So I don't, you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm a server at, uh, that's my love language. And so you know as soon as i saw got hansen she was the hansen that i knew of she's the first one that came to my mind mm-hmm. and i was like okay i have to check on her make sure she's okay but really it was you know the universe and potentially carly telling me contact her because she has something for you
0: yeah that's awesome yeah well, thank you for sharing that that's so good appreciate pretty cool. you hey, doing that, that
2: bottle in the background is pretty neat
0: Wonder, oh, and and the blanket yeah that's yeah. pretty and rad the blanket,
2: too. yeah i stuck
1: that bottle yeah. up the other day Is it? it hasn't been up yeah that's
0: awesome yeah <laughs> there's nothing in it yet i don't want to taint it so there you go yeah
1: <laughs>
0: thank right, you Donnell. You
2: you're a well, champion well, i love you and i'll talk to you later okay you too go enjoy Bye.
0: ciao right. yeah you know i think sometimes we, we forget about that we forget that that like we don't have to call to serve we can just call the call and then just be ready to receive the message. Just be open. Yeah, we need more of that. I think it it revolves around a little bit of empathy with that too, of situations. I've been thinking a lot about empathy recently, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and and the lack thereof. Um, The the whole situation that's going on right now in our country, in our lives, in our recovery. I think most people find uh, it easy to be empathetic Mm -hmm. at an individual level, right? um but uh, i think kind of social like social empathy takes a ton of work oh
1: yeah
0: you know um and it means to consider like the, the wider context of people's lives and their situations their historical situations their circumstances uh, and i think once we kind of understand mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. those things that can block our empathy i think once we try to like you know, oh, you know, like Black Lives Matter or addiction and addicts in recovery. Um, when we take that social approach, we really bugger it up, man. Yeah. You know, and um, I think when we have empathy, we're more likely to forgive others and overlook their faults, and um, I think we're more inclined to like actually, I guess, like and wholeheartedly help them. Yeah. help people help people in recovery like 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 you know it's cool to see donnell's empathy reemerge mm-hmm. um you know cuz i think the key message is that you know being empathetic helps promote positive behavior change you know
1: oh for sure but i think it's
0: dying i, I really do think it's i think empathy is is dying i, well,
1: I just, when when you say this it reminds me of a post of a friend of ours um i read on facebook today and i'd love to share it please um it's Desi lomax
0: Oh, which Desi. we
1: need to have Desi and his wife, Allison, on our podcast yes, We, need to we. we be will soon. for them. Um,
0: Lomax, we need you again. Yeah.
1: Um, so Desi is a that mental health therapist. He went to school with you, mm-hmm. um, but he's also worked over 20 years in law enforcement as a police officer, went back to school, became a therapist um, in November. Their son committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And so this is his post today. I can get through it without and I'm going to make me cry. <laughs> this is suicide awareness week and I can't sleep. I'm discouraged with the weight of the world resting on my heart. I miss my son. I am mem- mesmerized by how much empathy people have for suicide, but can also seem un- unattached to what makes a person feel so isolated and alone. Mm. I talk to so many people trapped in their own perception like a cage. They filled with carpet and air conditioning. People who are hurting go unnoticed because they fail to fit the narrative of what hurt is. We don't stop to listen and learn from others, but instead spill our version of the story that requires little change. Mm. Then stand confused as to why there is no solution to the problem. And as the problem persists and gets worse, we start to blame others for things we helped create. All along, people are dying from feelings of isolation and confusion. They have these spirits that scream to connect to the world and the world is like a busy signal on the phone. My son fell into this trap of feeling disconnected. He felt none in the world saw him for who he was. He discounted his parents because we simply like him because we loved him. He desperately sought connection from a world distracted by views and perceptions that don't heal a thing. Yet everyone has a deep reverence for God. They're following Christ, but refuse to follow him to the depths of sorrow that is among so many of his children in the world today. Wow. I am so sick and tired of this surface type of Christianity. I'm personally choosing to put the work in to be willing to suffer with those that suffer mm-hmm. and mourn with those that mourn. So what do we do? Um He shares a song and he says, this song is my anthem. It speaks to that part in me that will no longer be silenced. I am making a call to all followers of God and Christ to act by listening, to be curious about the people around you. Put down your phone for periods every day and connect with another human. Look them deep in their eyes and say, I see you and I hear you. Postpone judgment long enough to elicit love in your heart and share that love. Unlearn all this stuff insecurity self-loathing and fears of imperfection to connect to the heavenly within you that can heal yourself and help heal those around you drive beyond checking the boxes of christianity to uplifting the least among us know that any attempts you try to will be accepted by our maker we are at a point in society where smiling and giving compliments to other means you have a hidden agenda where offers of service seem superficial and in, in Authentic. Let the intuitive nature that is nature in us take over and follow those impressions to act in kindness, love, and consideration. Hmm. Now, none of these things will bring my son physically back to this earth. But I feel spiritually connected to him when I am following these guidelines listed above. Don't get me wrong, it would be much easier to get distracted with sports. Who to blame for wearing a mask? Or which presidential candidate is the best pick? This stuff takes glorious effort. That type of action that leaves a person feeling fulfilled, connected to the world, is so much more. In summary, I will no longer be silent. I am not a victim. My son is next to me right now, helping me write this. I, like everyone else, is a human being that requires to be seen and loved. I am just getting started. Will you sing along with me? And he posted a song called "Read All About It" by Emily Sandy. I'm hmm. not sure of that. Wow, it's incredible.
0: Well, well viewers and listeners, that's kind of what, we're, what I'm feeling here is that empathy promotes like love and cooperation between people right it means working together in ways that benefit everyone involved and being able to feel what lomax is talking about right there i mean um it enables us to understand others in their situations yeah. you know i mean he's now experienced you know my trauma threshold yeah you know and right after that happened to mateen last year where were they they were serving with addict to athlete yeah with the sub percent movement and I think that when we uh, don't allow ourselves to have empathy because we're afraid of what that's gonna feel like, we really minimize our life. It's what Donnell was talking about with playing small. Um, I think that when uh, we increase our empathy, uh, we can change the world. I think what happens though, is that we start turning a blind eye to some of the stuff that Lomax is talking about because we, we decrease our social empathy.
1: And we, well, we're hiding that light. Um, I have a couple other quotes I'd love to share. Please go along with this. Um, a friend, Jason Turner, shared this who recently got back from his.
0: I watched his video. It's incredible. He's so Jake, a friend of ours. Tell, went, tell the viewers, listeners a little bit who he is and yeah, what Yeah. He so
1: he's a friend of ours who um, took a, a group of his coworkers from a real, real estate agency that he owns and works with, and they went down south and helped with um, Hurricane Laura. We're talking about like, like
0: a, and again, I don't think they're week. all construction workers or what. Oh but no, they loaded I think up they were their like trailer.
1: Real estate agents. Yeah,
0: they loaded up their trailer with tarps, with water, with supplies. Yeah. And they just drove. I mean, they,
1: guys. Yeah, they found like a gym to shower in. I don't even think they had places to I mean, stay. Think about this. We're,
0: you know, you're you We're broadcasting from Springville, Utah. I'm sure that drive maybe, twenty hours tops, twenty hours away. Wow to help people mm-hmm. in need 20 hours what is that a couple of tanks of gas yeah anyway go on
1: so he just kind of just gave a real short summary um along with a huge video of some of the time lapse of this people's homes they went into and helped clean up and helped cut down trees and tarp roofs that were being rained in on and he just said um it was hot, humid, heartbreaking, and humbling. There was so much destruction, so much pain, yet so much hope. So, Richard Rohr said, There is a strange and even wonderful communion in real human pain, actually, much more than in joy, which is too often manufactured and passing. In one sense, pain's effects are not passing, and pain is less commonly manufactured. Thus, it is more honest. It is a more honest doorway into lasting communion than even happiness. I mean, that's incredible. That's incredible. Because it's true. Like you think you want to be with people in, in joy, but what comes through being p- with people in pain, exactly what, what Desi was talking, talking about. about. Yeah. And then he shared a quote by the amazing Brené, Brené Brown. My mom taught us to look away from people taught us to never look away from people's pain. The lesson was simple. Don't look away. Don't look down. Don't pretend not to see hurt. Look people in the eye, even when their pain is overwhelming. And when you are in pain, find the people you can look in the eye. We need to know we are not alone, especially when we are hurting. That's powerful.
0: That's powerful because what, what it tells me is that when we see people as others, it blocks empathy. Does it make sense? Yeah. Like it blocks empathy. I, I, I read this and it said, you know, when the AIDS uh, uh epidemic uh was kind of running through mm-hmm. the, the America in, in the 80s, um, the government was really slow to respond. And like, you know, the Reagan administration even made a policy not even to mention like, like AIDS go at all. And the reason uh, was kind of largely affected by by groups of, of, uh, of same sex attraction, intravenous drug users, they had such a social stigma then attached to them, that um, it wasn't nationally, uh, I guess, focused upon. And so when they would talk about the AIDS epidemic, that's automatically where people would, would where their heads would go. And so they started seeing people as others. And then that started to block empathy mm-hmm. and it really wasn't until uh, they ran a story about a young boy who contracted the virus uh, through a blood transfusion mm-hmm. that the government started to put in like more policies aimed at helping people that were suffering and i think okay so then what's the difference in that response right um you know it comes down to to human tendency fear of others fear mm-hmm. of the situation fear pain like donnell was talking about the more we perceive um, someone as other
1: Us the weaker, them.
0: our emotion, our, our, our empathetic right. connection becomes. And yeah. so the key, I think, is to start seeing people as people and not as others. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's interesting, I think, when uh, we start looking at, at this, the, you know, the, you
1: know, the
0: opiate epidemic, and all these other things, we start doing that, um, God, we, we lose that human connection. Yeah. You know, I mean to to hear those words coming from Lomax uh it's gut wrenching. Mm. It's gut wrenching that he had to he and his family had to suffer so much to give us that.
1: Yeah.
0: We should we should rewind it and listen to it again listeners because it's important what he's talking about is real.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and if we live in a world where we just simply don't have time <laughs> oh man uh we are in we're in trouble, and so I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about this, and it just seems like empathy is one of these things where um, we have to be careful. You know, power reduces empathy, and it's kind of crazy. You can see that with the government right now, and mm-hmm. and whatnot. Our perceived power blocks empathy. And I think we got to get back to the basics about being able to suffer with one another, and and. Uh, I'll carry that message. Of, we're
1: all on the same team. Yeah, we're all on the same team. It changes everything.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You know, I saw somebody, in fact, a friend of ours, Jamie Rawlings post on something today and said, why is it? There's so much division. When, when 9-11 happened, everyone was helping everyone. And now everyone's just pointing fingers. Well, mm-hmm. because we were a team then, you know, yeah. like everyone came together as Americans. As and right now everyone's divided as mask, not mask, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, school, homeschool, like everyone's just divided and all that does is cut these walls of, of feeling and understanding with each other.
0: Well, I think, again, maybe we we'll look at it through the lens of stress affects empathy too, right? Yeah. And, and you know, I think that when we're so stressed, we're just sick of it all. I'm sick of it all. I'm not watching the news, and, and like, like me, or, or I just don't want to hear about it anymore. Stress affects empathy. I'm sick of hearing about it, all these whiners. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I've been I've been seeing so much social media, uh, and and I've been I've been like blocking them so you still remain friends, but like you don't, you don't have, to have to read their crap anymore. It, yeah. And I'm like, this is great. Pretty soon, I'll have like you know, and it's not that I don't care about the people that have different opinions. It's just like.
1: Why are you so well sometimes it's just you can't have that handle the negativity viewing this yeah you know there was
0: one thing i I saw today from a person i respected but basically you know gave the picture of of some lady that was charged as a social terrorist and went to prison for 13 years president uh um i think clinton like like uh pardoned her Mm -hmm. and that was all true but the very end of it was uh was and now she's running black lives matter I'm like, what? So I got really black. I met. I'm not sure if they even have like an official leader leader. Yeah. I so I got on there and looked. And I'm like, well, that's fake. So what, what are you doing that for? So stress also shuts down empathy. Um,
1: well, people and panic and they grab for things. Absolutely.
0: And- absolutely. So, you know, when you start feeling it in your body and you start like really kind of getting, you know, kind of chronically sucked into all the chaos. Um, I would say go back and, and reread or listen to what Lomax was talking about right there because that's the real deal.
1: Yeah.
0: Desi wow. And Alice that was
1: Lomax and.
0: That was quite a tangent we got on there. Yeah. Awesome. That's good. Have anybody else in yes. there and
1: share? We will be moving over.
0: All right. Let's bring on Share. We were just talking about her. I wonder if she heard about that. <laughs> I wonder if that she. The, At
1: like, the beginning, yeah.
0: Like her. What do they say? Your ear is itching or something? Someone's talking about you. Is that what it is? I think that's how you do it. That's that's kind of a creepy thing to think about. Okay, Share. Let's see. let we'll, we'll give her a little second to turn on her mic.
1: And or maybe her... she just wanted to be here and listen. Maybe she's like, I "Don't I bring me to listen." <laughs> that's awesome. That's well, great. now we want to hear your thoughts on all this because I, wanna, I want to love your opinion. You
0: to tell me. Um, all these folks you're running for, like how hard has that been? Because you've been carrying a lot of those names with you and Sharon. I just I just cry every time I see your posts and I'm like, geez, your, 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 your heart is huge. Has this been, has this been a, 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 an experience yeah. for you or what?
1: Um, yeah, it's been emotionally hard. Um, I just, every time I think that there's not another one, <laughs> then another person reaches out to me. Oh, it's a little harder than I thought it was going to be, but it's really worth it. Like worth every step. It is. Right. Isn't it kind of like what we were just saying with all this empathy and being able to really touch and connect with people on that sorrow is, it's incredible. I've, you know, we've done it many times. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I just see your post and I'm just like, my heart breaks because you see the picture and you see, you know, you you, you see you holding the the sign and I'm just like, bless your heart. So thank you for, for, for doing that. It's, those are some heavy miles, but you feel it, don't you?
1: Yeah. It's an honor for sure.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, we didn't mean to scare you to death, but I (laughs) I'm so glad that that you, you, uh, you popped on here because I think the viewers and the listeners alike should know, uh, yeah. You're carrying, you're carrying the message and you're, you're running proxy. So thank you.
1: We appreciate you. it for sure. And I know those families do too. Absolutely.
0: You know, and so I, I think that when we look at, at this big picture, uh, we, we look at the empathy that, that can become a part of our way of being. And we look at, um, you know, some of the, uh, I don't know, just some of the, the, the things that make us human um, be careful you know, to To look away from that stuff. I love what Lomax said. Um, mm-hmm. Walk with it. Um, we're also afraid of pain.
2: Yeah, we're, you know?
1: we We talked about this. Was it last week about yeah. being afraid to cry and afraid of pain and sorrow and you know all that stuff? I just read those other two quotes too. Are like that's where we connect so much with others, and I really think with life because it is that polar opposite of joy and if we don't have that pain and sorrow your joy isn't as high and as wonderful either you know we talked because we were talking about losing people last week and who are you Mm -hmm. running for and it's like yeah if you didn't love you wouldn't cry when somebody was gone and so as much as we get stuck and just I don't want to get close to people I've lost too many friends or whatever I just am going to you know tie myself off to the world that's just gonna damage and hurt you you know
0: well that's why i love doing this call-in show i mean because again it gives me an opportunity to to help and to be available and to really feel the empathy that that makes life worth living i mean empathy is a key to human thriving you know it, it enables us to develop the highest uh, i guess connections to, to people and to help them achieve great things and i think that uh it, be, it makes us happier. You know, research has shown that people who live in a world of and life of empathy, um, they they're healthy, they're strong. It's not that we have to, you know, mourn to the point where we're replacing, you know, their feelings and emotions with, with our own. But it's about being able to just be on that one-on-one level with another person. With so be careful um, to, to 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 not see people as others to like, you know, see the situation and the struggle and the strife and to do our parts to.
1: Well, just look for the, where are you the same? How can you connect with somebody else? Because it's find the similarities rather than the differences.
0: Yeah. You know, and and on a personal level, we've had to deal with with some of this this week. And it's been, it's been interesting to see, you know, the level of empathy versus the level of receptance, you know, where it's like you try to, you know, lump a certain, uh, uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, culture or characteristic into like a paradigm that fits your narrative. And it's like, well, that's just dumb. Don't do that. You know, we have empathy for for the attitude still suffers for the family who's, who's struggling right now, for those who have lost their battle, um, you know, for those that are out there protesting, uh, you know, like, like discrimination or racism. Um, it doesn't matter what side of the fence you fall on. Uh, These are real people dealing with real emotions. Um, And it's hard sometimes to to empathize with with people that you might think is wrong. But it makes you human when you do. Um, For sure. Passionate about things. I don't know. Nonetheless, athletes, viewers, uh, listeners, I want to thank everyone who participated tonight. Thank you uh, for for sitting through. This has been a good another good emotional one. Keep your your uh, you know keep your questions coming, even off the air. Here we can get we can get uh, those prepped up for next week. I want to thank Radio Ronan for all that they do for Team Addict to Athlete. Go listen to the Radio Ronan podcast. Um, yeah, we have the. Uh, We have some cool guests coming down the pipeline for our main podcast. And so you'll keep keep in tune and join the join the Patreon. We got we got a bonus episode that will be recorded tomorrow and posted there. So jump on, you know. Uh we got some we got some cool perks coming out. So if you want to help Addict to Athlete increase our our reach to help produce uh, the podcast, to qualify yourself for bonus material, all that stuff.
1: It's not easy to get all this stuff going. And we really greatly appreciate all of our our Patreon subscribers. And we'd we'd love to have more. helps us be able to continue to do this.
0: Yep, absolutely. So jump on patreon.com backslash addict to athlete and uh, athletes until next time, please with empathy and heart, go turn that mess into a message. Athletes, Coach Lou Robinson here. For over four years now, we've been producing podcasts, YouTube videos, and other online resources to assist all those who are struggling with addictions erase it, and replace it with things of greater value. That's why today we're excited to launch our very own fundraising campaign through Patreon. We invite you to jump on patreon.com backslash addict2athlete, all one word, and take a look at the five tiers that we've created of support. Each tier comes with a specific amount that you'd be willing to donate to assist Addict2athlete in continuing to produce podcasts, YouTube videos, and other online resources to assist those who need the extra help establishing their very own sobriety. Because Addict to Athlete is a 501c3 non organization, we rely heavily on donations. And through this Patreon account, we can now give back to all those who are willing to support Team Addict to Athlete as we grow and as we build more content. You can select from one of the five tiers available, and by doing so, qualify yourselves for merchandise, exclusive offers, podcast shoutouts, being listed in our Hall of Champions, and receiving bonus material and content that only our Patreon subscribers will have access to. We are very aware that in this day and age it takes a community and a team to support recovery and as you hear me say often the troops aren't coming we are the troops. Therefore help us eradicate addiction and helping turn those messes of addiction into messages of hope, sobriety, and ultimately healing. Again check us out patreon.com backslash addict2athlete for more information.